Today, Rinpoche explained how when one generates patience, he or she understands that there are no external enemies because everyone is under the control of their delusions, so they really don't have any control to harm you. Remember what page number we were on in English? Okay, I believe. Let's see. 156. 156. Zupa. Matsu Zipja Ni Lesson Ujan de Gerche Ching Ujani Ujang de Gerche Ujang de Gerche Ching. So, would you say we were about where it says therefore at the bottom of 156? Therefore, concerning this master, Baba Beka states. That's where I think we are too. Okay. Dig that die in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We in Jiang. Oh, yeah. Okay. That gentleman has to come to the country over there. Since you have a soldier, you are this. You send Karasana, soldier, green, you are this. Read the Karasana, and since you have a little shiver now, each shiver never maduba to your row. Each shiver never maduba to any way down, and soldier, you are this. Um, so now we've arrived at the section where we um, have to qualify something. And what we have to recognize is that all sentient beings have Buddha potential. And we can literally translate it as all sentient beings have Buddha um, but as a translator's note again, that doesn't mean that there is a Buddha inside waiting to arise. It means this potential. So all sentient beings have this Buddha potential. In the same way that Buddha Shakyamuni was able to achieve uh, his enlightenment, we can do the same because we have the same thing which can be converted into that enlightenment, and that is the mental consciousness. Our mental consciousness, just like the Buddha's mental consciousness, is not truly established. So before the Buddha was enlightened, he had this not truly established mental consciousness that allowed for this transformation. Likewise, we have this mental consciousness that has this potential. Therefore, we say that all sentient beings have Buddha with parentheses potential. Uh, so this this mental consciousness that we possess is that potential. Okay. 
Okay, so um, actually we're beginning on 157 moreover, um, but I'll just read. Therefore, concerning this, the Master Bhava Bega states has already explained that in the case of both the purification of non-virtue by the four powers of confession, the destruction of roots of virtue by wrong views and malice, the seeds of virtue or non-virtue cannot give rise to effects even though they may later, later meet with the requisite conditions, just as spoiled seeds will not give rise to sprouts even though they may meet with the requisite conditions. And uh, Moreover, so this will begin a section where there's uh, Okay, so I'm uh, not sure of the exact number of uh, divisions there'll be, but uh, we begin here, moreover, one of the divisions, um, and then it ends at thus. Moreover, as explained, even though you cleanse your accumulation of sins through the pur purification uh, by the four powers, this does not contradict the fact that you are slow to produce the higher paths. Accordingly, for some persons, anger destroys, for instance, their resources and excellent body, the respective effects of giving, gifts, and safeguarding ethical discipline. Uh, so we see uh, in the um, uh, Precious Garland where we, uh, we see the statement by Nagarjuna, um, from um, generosity uh, comes the enjoyments, from ethics um, happiness. Uh, so uh, we see um, these these points that are made, and from um, patience, uh, beauty, and so forth. So um, I, we see that all of these things uh, are results, and the points are made. Um, but it says that um, here. Uh, the respective effects of giving gifts and safeguarding eth ethical discipline, which are the resources and excellent body and happiness, according to the Nagarjuna um, um, quote, which is referring to uh, higher realms or liberation, but is unable to destroy their ability to easily produce roots of virtue again through giving gifts and safeguarding me ethical discipline by means of the causally concordant behavioral effect of their habituation to generosity and an attitude of abstention. For other persons, anger destroys the continuous occurrence of a similar type of causally concordant 
virtuous behavior like ethical self-discipline and so on, but does not destroy the occurrence of an ex excellent body resources and the so forth. So the, it's saying that the more, non, more normal types of effects of an excellent body and resources and so forth um, are very easily accumulated through these activities, but the higher paths are more refined and requ require more refined practices. Um, and uh, it says, some bodhisattvas realize a path through which they progress to perfection within one eon. For instance, if they do not generate anger toward a bodhisattva who has a, uh, obtained a prediction of his or her upcoming enlightenment, as explained earlier. If they produce a single anger angry thought towards such a bodhisattva, this path is not expelled from their mind stream, but their progress on the path becomes slow for the length of an eon. So it's showing the, these, these occurrences don't occur quickly. Um, we're talking in terms of eons, multiple eons for a liberation to take place, for this refinement of one's um, consciousness uh, towards one that is uh, all, all positive, mis without negative. Uh, so we see that there are various types of re results. Uh, there are the results um, that are concordant because of familiarity, um, of, um, and then uh, causally uh, concordant uh, behavioral uh, results. Um, so meaning familiar, um, so um, the Yanjir Suranang, the Jut, the Depo, Ni, ナミジュティジェボ。ジュティジェボロワ。ヨマレシェ。シェバジュティトニョアジュティジェボロワ。ヨマレシェ。シェバジュティトニョアジュティジェボロワ。シェバジュティトニョアジュティジェボロワ。
virtue or non-virtue uh, produces and then the result behaviorally that it produces. So these are the two different categories when we're looking at this mass of different categories. Um, Less so just like when you take medicine, for instance, uh, uh, it has the power to, uh, for instance, if you have cancer or you have tuberculosis, when you take medicine, it starts to work away at that disease itself. It, 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 um, the medicine begins to counteract it. Likewise, when we apply the four opponent powers, uh, parentheses of um, uh, regret, commitment, um, antidote and basis, um, if we apply these, then this works in the same way that taking medicine does to an illness. It slowly gets rid of our negativity, um, but it doesn't instantly just happen. Um, so there are remaining things, and the higher realizations take much longer to manifest. Um, so since beginningless time, we've accumulated non-virtue, and all of that non-virtue within our continuum that we've accumulated has the ability to pr um, produce um, um, experience. So, um, because all of this potential exists, uh, if we apply the four opponent powers and engage in the antidote practices within the four opponent powers of reciting the 35 <coughs> Buddhas of Confession or doing the name mantras of the Buddha and so forth, uh, we um, can then get rid of our non-virtue or our misdeeds we've previously created in the same way so they don't give rise to suffering. We reduce their potential to give rise to suffering and eventually uh, get rid of them altogether. <laughs> Okay, so now we move on to the um, next section, number two, and it says, um, In brief, just as in the case of the purification of non-virtue, there is no need to purify every behavioral effect, so with respect to the destruction of virtue, there is no need to destroy every... Um, 
behavioral effect. However, as this is important and as it is critical to analyze it using the scriptures of the unique Buddha and the reasoning based on them, you should research the scriptures well and do an analysis. Uh, thus, uh, and do an analysis. I believe that's where number two ends. Um, uh, let me check that. Let me just say the um, commentary uh, first. So this is a very similar sentiment that's being presented here, um, as in Arya Deva's 400 verses, uh, where it, it speaks about um, dealing with the hidden phenomenon and uh, manifest phenomenon. And um, it's when it, if you are having trouble um, with respect to what is extremely hidden that the Buddha has presented, it says in Arya Deva's 400 verses, it says then rely on something uh, which is just a hidden phenomenon um, such as emptiness. Um, whoever doubts what the Buddha has said about that which is extremely hidden should rely on emptiness which is hidden and, conveying, and gain conviction in him alone. So when we look at uh, presentations the Buddha made, we have manifest presentations, hidden and extremely hidden. Hidden requiring reliance on a sign, extremely hidden relying on scripture. Um, so um, that's why uh, the extremely hidden requires this faith in scripture this, um, uh, um, that arises through what Arya Davis says is relying on topics that are um, hidden, that can be proven through um, correct signs, and then you then get a faith from knowing that those hidden things are correct to believe that the others that are presented are. And then in Dharmakirti's Pramanavartika Karika, the commentarium on the compendium of valid cognitive, on Dignaga's comment, uh, commentary on Dignaga's a uh, compendium of valid cognition um, states that you alone are a presenter of the Four Noble Truths. Um, um, all other, so all other topics um, are presented as truth. There's something to this effect. I've been looking for the exact quote, um, but I haven't found that from the Pramanavartika. Uh, it's really short, um, and uh, I, it's very subtle. Um, but that's the gist of it, is that the Buddha is only the one who has presented the Four Noble Truths correctly. And based on that, all the other presentations are, are accurate. And that's, that's how you arrive at this faith through um, um, analysis. And that's cool. Then the Nipa Kabaka Rinpoche. ただ Gualdewan Dungan Yungo Maris, 
And so um, Rameshi said two doesn't seem to have an ending point that he finds, so I think it's just the second section. This is all the second section. Um, until I guess we would get to another point in the commentary. Um, and as a translator's note, you see that a lot in there where you're not sure where it ends, and it just does. So uh, thus the, um, so let me just reread. In brief, just as in the case of the purification of non-virtue, there is no need to purify every behavioral effect. So with respect to the destruction of virtue, there is no need to destroy every behavioral effect. However, as this is important and as it is critical to analyze it using the scriptures of the unique Buddha and the reasoning based on them, you should research the scriptures well and do an analysis. Thus, the invisible faults of anger are that it projects its own fruitions, which are extremely unpleasant, and that it prevents the arising of measureless, very pleasant fruitions of its opposite, virtue. Uh, so these points that are being made are extremely hidden phenomena, that virtue gives rise to happiness, non-virtue gives rise to suffering. These are things that we have to, as it says here, research scriptures well and do an analysis on. So these are, aren't uh, things we can rely on sign from our own side just to prove. These are things that we need to rely on scripture and analyze scripture to come to believe. Um, so then now it will get into the very, when we, we analyze virtue, and we analyze non-virtue, we look at the faults of non-virtue, the downfalls of it, the benefits of virtue. So now we'll get into the negative or the downfalls of non-virtue. So it says, the faults of anger visible in this lifetime are that you do not experience a peaceful and good mind. The joy and happiness that you had previously perish, and you cannot regain them. Uh, you cannot sleep well, and you weaken the stability wherein your mind stays calm. Um, when, I don't. I don't know where Rinpoche stopped. When you have great hatred, even those for whom you formerly cared forget your kindness and kill you. Even friends and relatives will get annoyed and leave you. Shedan 
ane pamalı sopa sopa da zaşı çıcağın zaşı çıcağın sönüne bunu atan sosuk pamalı çopu çöke bunu yoruz bunu atan jenbe düzcağın ne medyo basa jimattan bu yine ya ane o deto deto marez medyo bala sopa de sosun odusuna şöncüyle şedan sonu sen çana yeni şeva nyamınyon gadan devam matula nyamınyon şey tembe temincoro kada nödan kudiyi nödan kudiyi ne cincitla tenjoba tada jane dan dembe ne cebin dala sobasans ne sözü ben bu Söyle sobağıtını Dün Mehten zonbu dağla nyejujan çüyü sunu sen dögen juro. Dağla pembi dönru jejujte çüyü dona lenge lange çüyü dona çüyü dona lenge lenge roa roa jesi lenge roa lange roa lange ba ngendu lan Nedul nyawayeta tonrula subatan rugades chata tonrupalle nyaba 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 njoros henda nyandugades namati abarzat chaba nyandugades tonda tokam tonda nyandugades tonda yomares nyaba njoros dawa maji moji peyo nyas anna dawa dawa de matsibachi chungan ma nyan Nyanrovatana Nebe sen la lo nyane pembe jen le pembe dan ne nebe sen la lo nyane peçin gaşin peçin gaşin peçin gaşin sen de mong banjoro çöyü debi lene konşe bes kontrolandan debak ledel konbaşe ne kadar oda konşe be nesun tato loca dönenyum o da ne sonuç ne var? Lütfen tamam, bu da güzel bir şey. Evet. 
The shloka did don't agree. Day tune draw the don't agree. Draw da. Kabado. The tama. The jerap tam. The tama. The. Day tune. Dagi deta shene. Draw das. Day tune. Draw da. Jebu sushi. The don't agree. Draw da. Jebu sushi. Zubashis. Jebu. Dug the dungya the. Megawa Jepo, the control Jepo. Megawa di di Megawa shibitunne chuatas chuata longlandeke chuata shibusushis kundlandeke the ne sushi zuba zuba shigri shigamades. Yes, sir. Sushi zuba shi sushi zuba shi shigamades. Jesusos des momento kalijuna. Yes, sir. Okay, so now uh, we have thus the uh, invisible faults of anger that it projects its own fruitions which are extremely unpleasant and it prevents the arising of the measureless, very pleasant fruitions of its opposite virtues. So uh, the, we don't see these actual form. There's not an actual form we see when the faults of anger arise, but they give rise to unpleasant results and they get rid of those things which give rise to pleasant results so they serve as opponents to the pleasant results and opponents to the arise those which give a ri- that give rise to pleasant results the faults of anger <coughs> visible in this lifetime are that you do not experience a peaceful and good mind the joy and happiness that you had previously perish and you cannot regain them you cannot sleep well and you weaken the stability wherein your mind stays calm. When you have great hatred, even those for whom you formerly cared forget your kindness and kill you. Even friends and relatives will get annoyed and leave you. Although you gather others with your generosity, they will not stay, and so on. Uh, so even though you engage in generosity, which uh, makes people want to be around you, they won't stay around. They, <coughs> will, they will just leave after the generosity. There, there isn't any certainty that's created because of this uh, negativity that you have. So it's showing the, the downfalls of this anger that, um, um, and, and what it gives rise to that you can see actually uh, in this lifetime. Um, as a negativity. Um, so then it says, um, engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, so in Shantideva's Guide of the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, in the grasp of the mental pains of hate, your mind does not experience peace. You do not find joy or happiness. Sleep does not come and you become unstable. Even those who depend on a master who cares for them with wealth and services will overcome and kill a master who gets angry. 
His anger disheartens friends. Though he gathers people with gifts, they will not serve him. In brief, no angry person is happy. So here, Shanti De- uh, Lama Tsongkhapa is presenting uh, the text that he um, got the information about the downfalls or negativities in this lifetime of anger. Um, and it's saying that uh, even those who, um, ev- uh, who rely on uh, someone if that person is very angry all the time, they might even kill that person, even though they rely on them. So it's showing how in this lifetime there are clear negativities that it can be seen of anger. And then it says um, the, the garland of birth stories. So these are the previous life stories of uh, Buddha's previous lives, Buddha Shakyamuni's previous lives, the, Jerup, uh, the Jatakamala. Uh, the Garland of Birth Stories also says, When your complexion is spoiled by the fire of anger, you cannot look good. Though adorned with jewelry, you may sleep on a good bed, but your mind suffers the sharp pains of anger. You forget to achieve goals beneficial to yourself. Tormented by anger, you take an evil path. You ruin the achievement of your aims and your good name. Your grandeur fades like the wa- waning, uh, waning moon. Though your friends love you, you, though your friends love you, you fall into an abyss of wrong, weakening your intelligence about what is helpful and what is harmful. You mostly transgress and your mind becomes confused. Through anger, you are accustomed to sinful acts. So you suffer for a hundred years in miserable realms. What harm greater than this could be done, even by enemies avenging the great harm you have done? This anger is the enemy, I'm sorry, this anger is the inner enemy. I know it to be so. Who can bear its proliferation? Uh, So it is showing all the negativities um, of anger. Um, and it's saying that, Rimache pointed this out twice, though, ang- though anger, through anger you are accustomed to sinful acts. So when you're angry, um, it's very easy for you to engage in negativity. Um, it's, it's just, it, it's um, very natural, if you will, to engage in non-virtue. So you suffer for a hundred years in miserable realms. What greater, uh, what harm greater than this could be done, even by enemies avenging the great harm you have done. Um, so uh, um, you couldn't even, if it's saying that uh, this anger is the real inner enemy. Their out- external enemies don't even have this kind of power over you that r- internal enemy does as far as the results that you have in your lifetime. Um, one enemy doesn't have the same power that your internal enemy of anger does because of what it produces all the time. Dixon. Did 
Okay, so now, um, uh, right at the bottom of 158, meditate in, until you are firmly convinced that grave consequences such as these arise from anger. Thus engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, There is no sin like hatred. There is no fortitude like patience. Therefore, earnestly cultivate <coughs> patience in a variety of ways. So here it's saying, be very careful that you to cultivate patience. We've already shown how negative anger can be and what negativities <coughs> arise from anger. Um, so when we look at um, these two, we look at anger and we look at patience and we were to list all the benefits and the negativities of each, we would find that the hatred would be negative, <coughs> would have many downfalls, and that patience would have many benefits. Um, so we need to be very careful to cultivate patience because it serves as an opponent to our anger. So when we have this patience, it abandons our anger. And we see here that, our, that anger can get rid of our root virtues accumulated since beginningless time. And it says, first understand the benefits and faults, and then strive to cultivate patience in many ways. So benefits and faults of patience, benefits and faults of hatred. Um, and then it says you'll cultivate patience in many ways. The 
reason behind the first line is set forth in Chandrakirti's explanation of the Middle Way commentary. So this is an auto-commentary. So Chandrakirti wrote the entrance to the Middle Way, which is a commentary on Nagarjuna's Mulya Madhyamika Karika, uh, the <coughs> wisdom text. Then Chandrakirti wrote an auto-commentary on his commentary of that text. Uh, so this is that. And it says, Chandrakirti's explanation of the middle way commentary. You cannot measure the fruitions of anger just as you cannot measure the water in the ocean with a balance scale. Therefore, for projecting unpleasant effects and damaging virtue, there is no sin greater than patience. When Rimache and I started laughing, I said, well, what if you had a really big balance scale? So that's what we were laughing about. Uh, so anyway, for although other sins result in extremely unpleasant fruitions, there are no great sins on, the account, on that account alone, given that they do not destroy roots of virtue. Um, so here the point uh, that's going to be made now is that um, this hatred that's being presented is not the only high-level negativity that can destroy roots of virtue. Um, it's saying that um, that there are many others that do. So it says, still, there are many wrongs other than anger that combine both production of a terrible fruition and destruction of the roots of virtue. So Rinpoche said a, an example of a terrible fruition would be, for instance, rebirth in the lowest realm of the hell realms. So that would be an example of a terrible fruition. Um, um, so it's saying that um, that Terrible fruitions can be produced by other things other than hatred, and now it gives the uh, examples. Um, wrong views that deny cause and effect, abandoning the sublime teachings, generating pride in relation to bodhisattvas, gurus, and the like, and thus terribly belittling them and so forth. You can know of these from the Compendium of Trainings. So Compendium of Trainings is a text by Shanti Deva, who wrote the Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, um, and in it uh, he presents these um, points. Now, if we were to look at it in a debate format, and we were to say um, all, it is hatred. Hatred is the only negativity that destroys roots of virtue. Someone would say, "No, it's not," and then they would say, "Posit that which destroys roots of virtue. That is not hatred." Then, so they would say, "Show." which means posit that. So posit something which destroys roots of virtue but isn't hatred. So when they say show, you would say um, wrong views that deny cause and effect, abandoning the sublime teachings, generating pride in, in relation to bodhisattvas and gurus and the like, and thus terribly belittling them. So these are examples of that which is a destroyer of a root virtue but not hatred. Um, so... Um, if we looked at it in a debate format, you would say, first you would say, uh, the person would present and say, hatred's the only thing that destroys root virtue. And the person sitting would say, Dhamma droop, that sign's not established. And then the person would say, oh, it's not? Posit that which is um, a destroyer of root virtue, but not hatred. Like, show me what you're saying. And then you would present these. Rinpoche presented it like that, so I wanted to present it the way he did. Decent. So now we're going to get into the divisions of patience. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. So now again, page 159, uh, category number three, the divisions of patients. Uh, so there are three categories in the divisions of patients. Uh, first, developing the patience of disregarding harm done to you. Second, developing the patience of accepting suffering. And number three, developing the patience of the certitude about the teachings. Um, and then um, the divisions also have divisions. So we see that um, this first category, um, developing the patience of disregarding harm done to you, uh, has two categories, stopping impatience with those who harm you, and second, stopping both dislike for harm doers' attainments and delight in their troubles. Uh, so uh, these are the two categories. But going back up to the top, uh, when we look at the divisions of patience, the first category, developing the patience of disregarding harm done to you, Rinpoche said that we can use the idea of a needle um, for both one and two. Um, so when you're getting an injection, there's harm that's being done to you. Someone is uh, putting a needle into your body. There's, uh, um, I think the word is almost like stabbing. Um, but you aren't looking at it that way because of what the reason that you're doing. Um, so you're disregarding that harm that's done to you. The second, developing patience of accepting suffering, would be use the example of a needle again. Um, you recognize that the benefit that will come from that injection, so you accept that pain because of the benefit that will arise. Um, so the one and two are slightly different, but the needle um, example can be used for both of them um, because you're harm is being done to you when an injection is being given, but for purpose. Um, and the patience of accepting the suffering, you're accepting that, that that prick of the needle has to happen for your benefit. And then number three, developing the patience of certitude about the teachings. It's, it's gathering certainty. Just as I practiced before, then the virtue that I engaged in before, which I believe will give rise to happiness, I will engage in in the future. So this patience of, um, uh, um, just the patience of, of developing this certitude. As I practiced before, I will, I will um, engage in this way. Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> 
First category, stopping impatience with those who harm you, has two parts. Stopping impatience with those who prevent your happiness and with those who uh, cause you to suffer. And two, uh, stopping impatience with those who prevent your praise, fame, or honor with those who have contempt for you or say offensive or unpleasant things to you. Um, just going back, um, uh, Rinpoche made one point. Uh, if we look at um, number one, the first division of patience, developing patience of disregarding harm done to you, stopping impatience with those who harm you. The way you stop impatience is by practicing patience. So patience serves as an antidote or an opponent to impatience. Um, so you engage in the meditation on patience of those who harm you. Um, so this is falls categorically still disregard the patience of disregarding harm done to you. The second, stopping both dislike for harm-doers' attainments and delight in their troubles. So, for instance, if somebody who is harmful to others becomes rich, um, uh, if you don't, you need to stop this disliking that of that. And if somebody who harms others, for instance, suddenly has problems, you shouldn't rejoice in that. So it's saying that if, if you see those who harm others, if they become rich, um, you should have the patience that uh, gets rid of the dislike for them having um, uh, riches or attainments. And you should get rid of, you should have the patience that gets rid of delighting in any troubles they have because you don't like them. Uh, so this is all part of patience. Um, patience not only... Uh, for those who you like, but patience for those who you dislike as well. Um, it's all sentient beings. Um, so now, um, let's see. Now, uh, going back, now n number one of that subcategory, stopping impatience with those who prevent your happiness and with those who cause you to suffer. Stopping impatience, there are two parts, showing that anger is unjustified, uh, and number two, showing that compassion is appropriate or the right way. Uh, and then showing that anger is unjustified has three parts. On analysis of the object, anger is unjustified. The subject, anger is unjustified. And the basis, anger is unjustified. Uh, and we're getting there. And then the um, first category, on analysis of the object, anger is unjustified. There's this first category. And under that, Jayan Sheba says, Jusum? There are 13 different categories. Um, so we're going to begin now um, uh, with an analysis of whether the object has self-control. Anger is unjustified. Then Rinpoche, the, the, the Ewa Je. Ale, Gangan Sin and Lamanson Kappa, Jie. Ewa Jie. Giant Sheba Jusum? You let them throw my river, let Jusum, Jajibe. okay, then Lamanson Kappa, Jie. Ewa Jie. Okay, so I was, it's the main category of, and on analysis of the object, anger is unjustified, that there are 13 parts. According to Jayan Sheba, I was just saying to Rimache, um, I'd have to quickly look in the text. It said there's four parts according to Lama Tsongkhapa, but we see a lot where Lama Tsongkhapa will have less categories, and then Jayan Sheba will expand on Lama Tsongkhapa's points. So uh, I think that's where we are, um, but let's we'll get started and find out. 405, where are we? 
Okay, 
What the cool Yomu just on the Noko, Nurse and Chigu are in your Salton Warriors. The Masanjan Jujin the Daki Sheba Jushetan, Salo Madame Bayinaya, could Yomuji Jujin Sanduetan, and then Jujin Chilla. Tejan never she be. Tejan never she be. You are not. Tejan never she be. You are. Never she be. You are not. Chijin. Never she be. You are not. Chijin. Tejan la. Doing it. Chibi Chito. Kaza Tala. Ramachunzi John. Mentos. So will do. Tejan. Jujin to Daki. Nobody. No more. Jujin to Sandu. Jujin to Daki. Nobody. Jindu. Kilo, Could Okay. So this will all uh, be under the first category. On analysis of whether the object has self-control, anger is unjustified. So uh, analysis thinking. What would be reasonable grounds for anger toward harm doers? Uh, so this is how it, a meditation would take place, how you would analyze the downfalls of anger, the positive benefits of anger, uh, and this is the way it would go. So you would see if there was an established reasonable anger or not. Um, So this is the analysis that would take place. Analyze thinking. What would be reasonable grounds for anger toward harm doers? Whereupon you may think, they first had the thought of wanting to harm me, prepared the method, and then either prevented my happiness or inflicted unpleasant physical or mental suffering, so my anger is justified. Are you anger because they inflicted harm while they had the self-control not to harm you? Or are you angry because they were utterly without any self-control and hurt you while helplessly impelled by something else? Uh, So it's saying here, it's establishing whether or not the person who feels that he or she has been harmed uh, believes that the harmer is under complete control and has just chosen 
uh, to pick you out to harm you or if they're under some other control of their own problems that is causing them to act in that way. So first you're now establishing what the harm doer is doing the harm for. Um, so it's saying, uh, are you mad at them? Um, are you angry because they inflicted harm while they had the self-control not to harm you? Or are you angry because they utterly, without any self-control, and hurt you while helplessly impelled by something else? Um, so it's establishing what the person believes at this point. Um, do you believe that anger has this kind of control? Uh, in the former case, your anger is unjustified because those who inflict harm do not have control over themselves. For when the conditions and causes, seeds left by the afflictions to which they were previously habituated and nearby object and erroneous conceptions come together, they give rise to the thought to harm even though the harm doers do not think I will feel malice now so this is something that arises independent upon causes and conditions somebody who becomes angry um, has improper what's called improper mental conduct mean this is habituated meaning they've thought improperly about the object that they're going to be angry towards um, and then the uh, the object that they've had this improper mental conduct about um, in regards to what this object is or isn't is close by. Um, so then this um, um, then mixes with afflictions and then somebody, uh, then it says they come together, they give rise to the thought to harm even though the harm doers do not, do not think I will feel malice. So the person harming you has this improper mental conduct that takes over and then you're near them because they've had min improper mental conduct about you um, and then they are under control of this improper mental conduct you're close enough to be the object of their lashing if you will um, um, and they have misconceptions that allow for this whole thing to take place so all of these things taking place from the harm doers side is out of their control because it's a, causes and conditions have given rise because of a previous familiarization that's in this mental continuum. Um, so there's not this previous, okay, I will feel malice and then uh, then these, the object comes close and then there's wrong improper mental conduct. The mental conduct is wrong and then you say, I feel malice. So there isn't a you don't, it's, it works towards malice. It doesn't wor say, I want to feel malice now and let me create the conditions around it for that to happen. It happens the other way out of the person's control. So then they harm you seemingly in control, but they were not un in control is the point that's being made here. Whereas if those causes and conditions are not complete, they never will produce the thought to harm even if the harm doers think I'll feel malice. So if, even if they said, okay, now I'm going to feel malice, if those causes and conditions weren't there, it couldn't happen. So there have to be this improper mental conduct, afflictions, and the object close. And then it says, these causes and conditions produce the desire to harm. This in turn produces the work of harming, and this produces suffering for someone else. So those harm doers do not have even the slightest self-control. Moreover, they have become like servants of their afflictions because they are under the control of others, i.e. their afflictions. In the latter case, you are angry because the harm doers are utterly without any self-control and being helplessly impelled by something else. They hurt you. Then your anger is totally unjustified. Decent. Self will do, Remache. This shit I will do. Yeah, the neighbor. Neighbor doesn't know neighbor. 
So number two is the sent last sentence I read. In the latter case, so number two begins, in the latter case you are angry because the harm doers are utterly without any self-control and being helplessly impelled by something else, they hurt you. Then your anger is totally unjustified. Okay, Soboshas. I'm just trying to find the break point. I'll figure it out. In the latter case, so this is number two. In the latter case, you are angry because the harm doers are utterly without uh, self-control and being helplessly impelled by something else, they hurt you. Then your anger is totally unjustified. For instance, some people who have been possessed by demons and have come under their control may wish to hurt those who are helping them to get free of their demons and thereupon beat them, etc. However, however, their helpers think they do this because their demons have eliminated their ability to control themselves and do not have even the slightest anger toward them. They then strive to the best of their ability to free them from their demons. Likewise, when bodhisattvas are hurt by others, they think they do this because the demons of the afflictions have eliminated their ability to control themselves without being even the slightest bit angry with those persons that they then must generate the spirit of enlightenment, thinking, I will strive at the bodhisattva deeds in order to free them from these afflictions. So the bodhisattva generates bodhicitta, and who has bodhicitta generates this thought that the person is under, um, that how sad it is that this person is under control of the afflictions, and it makes him or her want to help all that much more when the person acts out in a way harming, which would seemingly harm the bodhisattva. That the 
So uh, number three uh, begins with Arya Deva's uh, quote from Arya Deva's 400 verses. Just as a doctor does not fight but helps patients who are possessed by spirits, though they get angry, uh, so the, though the patient might be fighting with the doctor because he's uh, um, overwhelmed by spirits, the doctor doesn't fight back. The doctor tries to cure the ailment. Likewise, so the sage sees that the afflictions are at fault, not the persons who have the afflictions. And then Master Chandrakirti uh, also states, this is not the living being's fault. Rather, it is the fault of the afflictions. So the learned analyze and do not fight with others. Um, so again, recognition that the person is under control of their delusions, their own afflictions, their own problems, and that The, bo- the, the learned wish to help, th- uh, help this person um, to be free of the afflictions so they don't act out in this way, as opposed to being angry with them for seeming to har- harm them. Um, and Rinpoche said that these, the Kechempo Chik Nge Jesung Chiran Lasun. Then the the gegen don drapodu charan lasa the lung lang ken ngatsu gegen charan the drapu lasa the lung lang ken ngatsu the ninji jay 
the something to the effect of that the these people who get angry at us are actually good for us because they train us to uh, um, generate compassion. They train us to um, um, something to this effect. Um, and that's number three. Completes number three. <laughs> Okay, so do. Ah. Zippa Kabartsar. 
Okay, so then number four, although many reasonings are set forth in engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds, it is certain it is to be it is easy to be certain of this one, and it is a very powerful remedy for anger. Also, the Bodhisattva levels has the same meaning where it states that you can bear harm after you meditate on the idea of mere phenomena. So meditate repeatedly on this remedy until you reach certain knowledge of it. So you can be harmed, even after you've meditated on the nature of phenomena and had these high ideas, you can still be harmed. So it's important to meditate upon this as well as a, um, to develop this patience as an opponent to uh, this anger um, because of what the anger creates. Um, I think that that is all of number four, and then number five begins with if beings. Gelde Simchen. Dene? Nabo Gede, Sijet Dadala, Rayonas, Nolaketa to Rayona, Gayan Dungem and Jutis, Kuzul Rayobayina, Dungem Womaris, Dungem and Jute, Dungem de Mendevichetans, Dungem de Suina, Dungem de Gumaris, Mendevichetan. Tala Go Gabasha Less 
我的那时候让我的弄了这个嘛的干活的事，学就来得得了，他就先叫我，对我给等我买，得得些呢，就大不，我不跟老出门叫，先当啥，先当，得学就应该，得有账，账要融，账账要融，没得些不通。同学呢？那你以前来做东西，得得了算算得，得了算得，算得对呗，算得，得了算得得，得了算得了，得了算得得完了，得了算得得完了，给的。Rangé, Rujuna, Gaya Dungé, Mandu, Bé, Lujé, Tan, Tanjé, Tan, Sola, Dungé, Jomé, Joro, Shétan, Tan, Mamudou, Kalén, Rundé, Yassé. Okay, so, this is Kangang Apa? Okay, so this will all be number five. If these beings had self-control, they would not have any suffering because they would not want suffering and because they could control it. Furthermore, you should stop your anger by also thinking, when these beings are moved by strong emotions, they commit suicide, leap from cliffs, harm themselves with thorns, weapons, etc., and stop eating and so forth. If they do this to even their greatly cherished and dear selves, of course they will hurt others. Uh, so giving the sign that if this person will go to, if a person can be under such draw, strong delusion that they harm themselves, of course they could, and because we cherish ourselves more than anything else, of course that would lead one to know that sentient beings could harm others and being under these afflictions, and that they would do so. Um, and then we uh, say, it says, of course they will hurt others. Engaging in the Bodhisattva deed states, uh, Shanti Deva's text, thus everything is dependent on something else. And because that in turn is dependent, it is not autonomous. Understanding this, do not be angry at anything, all things being like illusions. So everything is interdependent. Uh, there is nothing that is truly established. It all depends upon other things. Um, so uh, when you understand that there is no truly established harm doer, then these harm doers become like illusions um, because they are not truly established. They dependently originate. They are not imp inherently a harm doer. Um, and also, therefore, if you see an enemy or friend doing what is wrong, think this arises from certain conditions and remain happy. If all beings could achieve results according to their wish, then since no one wants suffering, no one would suffer. And also, while under the control of their afflictions, some people will kill even their dear selves. So how can you expect them not to harm the bodies of others? Jutsuka. Nene, gete she, ngatsu the karma ju the triwa ko. What the do? The chiran sanogari be keo mare. Do the ya. The long kanga logo nge long kanga loso. Okay, so Rimache said we're gonna just end here for today, and. I told them that I read through the, all of the quotes. 
and uh, we'll begin next time. And Rinpoche said, uh, would anybody like to ask any questions? Any questions? Would everybody like to get going? <laughs> All right, so we're going to end. Chiwa yo mari, Rinpoche. Nge sampa konsu de pardro mardro. The sani duchen chempo. Christmas. Hello, Christmas. Sani. Sani. Uh, okay, so concluding mandal offering and dedication prayer, and thank you everyone for your patience uh, with the, the puppy. She, this will be the only time she's here. Uh, Rimache. Oh, Rimache, we'd like to give out some uh, incense to everyone. Okay. <laughs> That's Mila over there, if anyone's wondering. Short for Milarepa or Mela, which is Medicine Buddha. Not fixed on Milar Mela yet, but she doesn't know. <laughs> and I rescued her a couple days ago from a very bad situation. She was in a crack house in Hartford. No furniture. She'd never been outside. She was eight weeks old and had never been outside. Yeah. She's an incredibly good dog. She's only gone in my house one time. She's like housebroken already. She follows the other dogs. Okay, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Somewhere around here. Go for it. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I've collected for the benefit of students and of all sentient beings, and in particular, the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. Dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by mountains, the source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful Avogadishvara, Tenzin Yatso, may he stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural or realizational doctrines, and the spiritual friend, exchange philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimche Gutsi Shabi Denon, Nasi Lam Rimche Mokonga Chirana, Sheda Sabudu Rimche.